What's going on everyone? Anthony Drew Gary here, host of The How To Show, where we talk about optimizing life, money, and happiness one how-to at a time. If you are anything like me, it's a good possibility that you set some goals or some New Year's resolutions of things that you want to do or get better at in the new year. Some common ones along those lines are maybe you want to lose some weight or you want to learn a new skill or you want to purge or clean your house, get a little bit more organized. Those are really common ones. But with this video, I want to talk about what it might look like to save a little more for retirement. And I know retirement looks a little different for everybody, you know, whether you're, you're close to that age or whether you're really young or, or whatever retirement looks like in your mental image. You know, some people that might be relaxing on an island on a beach, some people that might be volunteering. For me, hopefully it looks a little bit like this, which is a golf club. And hopefully I can, can do that a little bit more in retirement. My wife would probably say I do it too much now, but we can work on that in a different episode of the How To Show. That sounds like how to convince your wife to play more golf. I don't have the answer for that one, but for this video, I wanna talk about how to save for retirement. And when I talk about that concept, what it really means is where to save for retirement. And so to do that appropriately, I think it makes sense to talk about some of the different options that, that people have to draw from for retirement once they get there. And we'll, we'll talk about these in a little bit of order and then we'll go into some detail for some of the more important ones that, that really you're in the most control of. And so to, to start to think about the different types of retirement income, the, the first couple that come to mind are inheritance. And not everybody has one of those. If you're lucky enough to have an inheritance that you can retire upon, you are in really good shape and I uh, think that this video is still worth watching but might not apply to you as much. And so the next thing that we're going to talk about is Social Security. And admittedly, if you are watching this video and you are under the age of, I would say, 40, if you're under the age of 30 for sure, but in that, that range between 30 and 40, I would not count on Social Security being part of your retirement planning uh, just because of the, the nature of the program. Uh, you can see in the local or the national news, how, however, uh, that Social Security is running at a, a deficit. And so the reality is, is that that's not part of, of a retirement plan that you probably want to rely on if you are under the age of 40. So just keep that part in mind. Uh, the, the next thing that we can talk about is retirement accounts. Uh, those include 401ks, IRAs, and taxable accounts, and we'll get to each one of those a little bit more in a, in a moment. The, the other things we can talk about in, in that category of retirement savings or ways to, to fund retirement might look like real estate cash flow or part-time work or some sort of pension program. And I'll cover real estate a little bit more as we go through the 2021 year. I've done a couple of videos on real estate investing already. You can check those out on the channel. But the bulk of this video is going to be in the things that we have the most control over. And so those are the, the 401k plans, the IRA plans, the taxable brokerage accounts. And basically these are the types of things that you fund yourself in order to be able to cover your expenses at a later date when it's time to retire. 
And to go into each one of those with a little bit more detail, I think it makes sense to switch over to Zoom and get some graphics up to, to start to lay those out side by side to go a little bit more in depth on them. So when we think about the retirement accounts that we have control over, there are really three main buckets in, in which we've got opportunity to contribute uh, our money toward. And so that, that looks in, in such a way of the 401k, the IRA, the taxable brokerage account. And so within the 401k and IRA, we've got a couple of options that we'll look at, but the, the big premise of this discussion is where you contribute and when or how does the money get taxed. And so Personal Finance Club on Instagram, uh, totally worth a follow, was willing to allow me to share this graphic. And uh, I think they do a really good job of painting out the differences between the two. We'll walk through them now. But this, uh, this setup uh, assumes that you've got a 401k available to you. And so to talk about that a little bit, uh, 401k is usually available if you are a W-2 employee, meaning you work for someone else or a company or a business and they have a 401k plan available to you. That's how that would work. And if you do not have one of those available to you, you can open an IRA, which is an individual retirement arrangement. And for the, the nuts and bolts, they work the same sort of way. Basically, one is employer-sponsored and the other is not. And to, to do a small segue here, if you are not eligible for a 401k because you are a specific type of maybe a government employee or someone who has access to a different type of, of account that's very similar, uh, some of those are, are, for example, the military account, I think that's called a, a thrift savings plan, a TSP. Uh, teachers usually have 403Bs or maybe they have 457 accounts. All of these numbers are referencing different parts of the IRS code, which allow these accounts to, to exist. And so if you have one of those specific options, I recommend you get in touch with your plans professional because the nuances might be a little bit different than what we're going to talk about in this video. So again, to break it down, the big difference here is how money gets taxed in such a way that you wanna to start to look about that and compare and contrast your options to decide where it makes the most sense to contribute your money. And so when we see the word Roth, uh, it's kind of an obscure word, who knows what Roth means. Sounds like something that you get with your, your coffee. Sounds nice and rothy. Uh, that's not the case at all. All that Roth means is that you are putting in your money after it has already been taxed and it is going to therefore grow into the future in such a way that it would not be taxed again. And so the graphic is really cool here. Basically everywhere you see an Uncle Sam, this little guy here, this is where you know you're getting taxed. And so for this example, you're, you're getting a total of, of 10 little saplings, uh, but since this is after-tax dollars, this is dollars that would come basically out of, out of your paycheck. Uh, once you get it home and you would contribute a little bit, so you started out with $10 and ultimately Uncle Sam took three of them and so you've got seven left. And so you contribute those seven to the account and over time they grow. Uh, if you've not checked out the videos that I made on how to become a millionaire and the power of compound interest, you can find those here. And so over time, the, the accounts are going to grow and later on you've got seven big mature trees here and you do not see Uncle Sam on this side of the equation because he was on this side of the equation. Great stuff there. 
And so whether it's an IRA or a 401k really doesn't matter for this purposes. If it's a Roth account, you will be taxed on it now and not taxed on it later. The flip side to that is the traditional account. And that is a scenario where you are not taxed on your money right now. When you put it in, you get to take all 10 of your saplings and put them into the market and they become 10 big trees, except for the fact that you've got Uncle Sam over here. And unfortunately, he's going to take three of your big trees or, or whatever your tax rate is. We'll talk more about tax rates in a little bit. But the nuts and bolts, as long as the Roth and the traditional are making the same sort of returns, you are still going to end up with seven tall trees, which is a good thing. We'll talk about a little, little bit more about that in a moment. Then we get to the taxable brokerage account, and this is not a traditional retirement account. This is something that you fund uh, basically by yourself, and this is a scenario where you would take your 10 saplings and you would lose three of them to taxes right now. You would take your other seven saplings and you would invest them, and unfortunately in this scenario, because this is not a true retirement account, you can open this for any sort of purpose. It doesn't have the same sort of limitations as a retirement account does. Uncle Sam appears both on the left and on the right. And so if you have the ability to contribute to one of these other types of accounts, it may make sense to do that first. And just uh, be aware of the fact that, you know, basically all of these scenarios have different pros, different cons. The Roth or the traditional versions of retirement accounts in most cases, you cannot touch that money without penalty until you reach the age of 59 and a half. And so if you are close to that age, that doesn't matter as much to you. But if you are 21 years old watching this video, that's a long time from now. And so you just got to have those sorts of things in mind, knowing where you're sending your money and what the rules are with uh, how to get it back. Because ultimately, that's the goal. You do want to get it back at some point. And so the question becomes, which one of the accounts do I want to contribute to? And I think in my personal opinion, I am not a quote unquote finance expert. I'm just sharing what I know, sharing what my family does, different things like that. And so these are the sorts of videos that it's important to watch so that you can have good discussions with the folks who are going to be the professionals to give you advice on these things. And so just uh, disclaim that right uh, there. And so when we look at uh, the different categories and where we should be sending money, it may make sense to send a fraction of, of what you have available to save for retirement to both the Roth version and the traditional version. Because if you have some money that is, is taxed now, not taxed later, and you have some money that is not taxed now, and then taxed later, you can start to stack different financial planning skills on top of one another. And what I really mean by that is every year when you file your taxes, right now the government is set up that you get a standard deduction, which means just basically for being able to fog a mirror, for being alive, you get to deduct a certain percentage uh, from your taxable amount of money that you would owe on any income that you create. When you start to pull this money out, it does count as income in the sense that if it's a, a traditional account, this is where Uncle Sam gets his, his trees back, that, uh, that that's counted as income and it's treated as such. But uh, the way that the tax code is written right now, 
you get approximately $24,000 worth of a standard deduction if you're married. I think it's about half that if you're, if you're single. And so if you can, can, can withdraw $24,000 from your traditional accounts, theoretically, you won't pay taxes on it because the standard deduction covers that amount. And so if you start to withdraw money from your traditional accounts, and you get to the point where you can get a certain amount of it tax-free, basically, due to the, the standard deduction. And then you pull some more money from your Roth accounts, which isn't being taxed right now at all. You can get to a scenario where you're basically paying as little in taxes on that money as possible. The catch to this is that you are thinking about this in the year 2021, and you are retiring sometime in the future. And unfortunately, tax law tends to change every so often. And so there's a little bit of an unknown here. And so you're, you're basically playing uh, retirement darts, except you're blindfolded. You don't know where the dartboard's going to be. And so I think that as a good sound strategy, it may make sense to have a little bit of money in both types of accounts so that you have the ability to choose what makes the most sense later and, and structure it in such a way that you've got options. And so that's, that's the, the meat and potatoes of the Roth versus the traditional. Uh, when it comes to the taxable brokerage account, I think it's a, a worthwhile thing to consider for your overall strategy for saving for retirement. But since it is taxed both on the way in and on the way out, it doesn't make as big a difference uh, what the tax rules are uh, in, a, in a global sense. Uh, you know, it, it does make a, a change whether it's a really high rate now or a really low rate later or vice versa. But to the extent uh, of comparing the three options, I would say that this has the least likelihood of being the most impacted by future changes in the tax law. And so I threw a lot at you right there. I fully anticipate that uh, not everything would stick the first time. So if you're a really gung-hoer about the how-to show, you're more than welcome to watch this video twice, three times, four times, or however many times you uh, want to see the pictures of the saplings, the trees, and Uncle Sam. If you have questions, feel free to leave a comment. I'll do my best to answer them. And if I cannot answer them, maybe I can help you find someone who can, who is a professional in the retirement planning world. But overall, wanted to give a high-level breakdown of how to save for retirement and uh, think of it in such a way that uh, maybe it's not as scary, not as uh, much for somebody else to worry about, uh, that you can start to think about these things on your own and you can feel, uh, feel confident in the things that you're doing so that when it's time for retirement, you can spend time on that beach or volunteering or playing a little bit of golf. That's gonna bring this episode of the show to a close. Hopefully there's something tangible or something that you learned in this episode that uh, you didn't know before. And if this is all good information that you did know, feel free to share it with somebody that, uh, that you care about, that you you love or somebody frankly that's younger than you because there's a good chance that uh, the folks you know under the age of, uh, of 30 or, or maybe even folks in high school might not know this information as clear and cut as you and so if you can share this information with them it's a good idea if you got value from the video I, I like to uh, ask you to like the video and leave me a comment letting me know what you thought uh, or if you have an idea for a future topic on the show I'll respond to all the comments as those come in. I always have a good time doing that. 
And if you get value from the show, it still comes out every Wednesday. Feel free to hit the subscribe button so that you can be the first to know about new videos as they come out. The same goes for the audio version of the show, which comes out on the podcast player of your choice. You can check that out at The How To Show on most podcast providers. Until next time, this is Anthony Drew Gary, host of The How To Show, signing off.